Welcome to Educate to Elevate, the Home Educators Hub, the podcast dedicated to helping you unlock the full potential of home education. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Educate to Elevate. We are glad you are back and we are happy to be together. We are coming to a close of this series that we named Elevate Yourself. I'm excited about the conversations that we had, the doors that were open Mm -hmm. around those conversations. They're deep and meaningful conversations that we hope have created um, push towards thinking about yourself and your potential and the incredible design that and thoughtful. I want to say thoughtful, Carmen, because I really think that God thinks about how he designs each of us. Mm -hmm. So you were thoughtfully and wonderfully designed. And that is always something that moves my heart so much to know that I wasn't some random accident, that I wasn't just, you know, happened to be born on December 17th, that Everything was creatively and beautifully thought out, and that I believe and we believe here at Home Educator Institute that every person, every man, woman, and child was created in the same way. And we, of course, are always happy to concentrate on us women and really giving value to who we are as women as mothers, as wives, partners, and just the incredible work that we do to keep this world turning Mm -hmm. and that we were chosen for this time in history, that we were chosen for these particular children to be our children, to raise and to help develop into amazing world changers. So that's been a lot of our focus in the last seven weeks and talking about those transformational journeys and how we're such complex beings as human beings. And so paying attention to our emotions, paying attention to our thought processes, paying attention to who we are innately as people. Uh, as individuals, um, those gifts and talents and strengths that God has given each of us, and also some of those weaknesses that uh, we can learn to love and embrace as part of who we are. And then we talked a little bit about character and being women of character. I love the term women of substance. Mm-hmm. because it embodies more than just the character, right? It, it yes. get, puts everything together. And I read a book called A Woman of Substance a long time ago in my 20s. Um, and I just love that term. It just stuck with me. And I, I always thought about, you know, that novel was a romance novel and it was a, just, it was a, cool story, but just the term becoming a woman of substance really resonated with me. And I kept it like in my, you know, 
emotional, personal bucket list. Like I want to be a woman of substance, right? And so it, it's it's something that's motivated me in my journey. And so it's been exciting to talk about all of these things with you, Carmen, and involving everyone that's been joining our community throughout these few weeks. We have new members in our Facebook group. We have new followers in our Instagram. We have new listeners to this podcast. Mm -hmm. And so if you're joining us today, I really want to invite you to go back and listen to the full, full series. Because I think it's very much going to enrich your life, and it's also going to position you to have a better understanding of who we are here at Home Educator Institute, what our goals and aspirations are, and how important it is that you're part of this community. And so I know that this has been an incredible time for you too, Carmen, so tell us about what you've been feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, as we sort of bring this this series of episodes um, to a close, or so we think, <laughs> I, I, I kind of think these the topics we've been discussing are going to continue to sort of pop up, right? Mm -hmm. Because they are so profound, like you said, and I think that, you know, the purpose for each podcast was sort of to just bring a bring it to our awareness, to the conscious level that we do really need to pay attention um, to these, to all of these things. Um, we need to learn really about ourselves in every way, how our brains are designed, the difference between a female brain and a male brain, um, all the way to what are our innate strengths and the importance of really learning what they are, embracing mm -hmm. them and basing our own self-care plans and plans for growth on that. Yeah. Something interesting that I've just been processing is how this series of conversations unfolded naturally and very organically through a collaborative conversation and subsequent conversations after an episode, before an episode, mm -hmm. you know, sort of a collective conversation um, with other friends and family members and how everybody's ideas really contributed to the direction that we were going, which ultimately was to decide, you know, as a parent, as a home educator, as an educator, as a teacher and parent, you know, you and I are both teacher mamas. The majority of my friends are teacher mamas because I mm -hmm. met them at work, right? You know, but mm -hmm. my my husband is a, an educator dad, and I know there's plenty of, um, you know, educator dads out there as well. But really realizing that the the linchpin for raising a happy healthy well adjusted confident lifelong learner difference maker is your state of well-being and strength mm. and so 
we realized we didn't have a choice. If we're putting first things first and we want to help our listeners build a strong foundation so that whatever mode, whatever vehicle for education they're choosing at this time for their child, whether it be at home because of their age, their preschoolers, or whether their children are in a public um, charter or private school, because that's what's best for your family right now. You are still the linchpin. Hmm. The joy in your life, the peace that you have in your happiness is the key factor in your child feeling emotionally safe and stable to truly be themselves. And, you know, we talked about how much work being a parent is and how much self-sacrifice it involves. And if we are not mindful about cultivating time for ourselves and self-care and self-reflection, we're not going to be able to offer that secure selfless attachment to our children that they need. Yeah. Uh, cause, cause it's, we just break down at some point. So we got to end this topic sometime and you know, it's, it's a living, breathing topic though. And, mm-hmm. and but we're just gonna move, move on. And so as we've been preparing to do that, I've just been really curious um, cause I know as I've been in the journey the last two months, I have learned so much and I've felt myself making decisions based on things that we've talked about or that I've researched. So I'm just wondering for you personally, how this series of talks has affected you. I'm glad you're asking that question, Carmen, because the reality is that these two months have come at a very pivotal time in my life. And I want to take um, advantage of this time to let all of our listeners know that this is a lifelong journey, that this isn't just a journey we start and finish when we're in our parenting years. I'm an empty nester. All of my children are adults now. And I'm still in this journey. And I realize as I move into different seasons of my life that you kind of pivot back, right? And, and start again, right? where you think you already have it all figured out. Something comes up in your life that takes you back and you have to recheck everything. Um, obviously every time you do that, you're at a different level of maturity. And so you can walk into it a little bit faster, or you have become more adapted at, you know, figuring things out quicker because you know each, you know yourself better. And so you become better at it. But I'm saying that because even in the season of life that I'm in right now, these last few months have been about that, have been about self-reflection, have been about asking myself what's next. And, you know, as 
a new empty nester, as a person that's starting in new ventures and new experiences in my professional life. I mean, this is the first time you and I have ever podcasted before, and it has been a very steep learning curve. And of course, when you're in the path to new things and new experiences, your emotions and your thought processes interrupt, right? The flow of things. Uh, You question yourself. Can I do this new thing at my age? Uh, Does any young mother want to listen to a, you know, almost 60 year old? Does, you know, you start just your mind and thoughts just start playing these little tricks on you that pull you back and sit you down. And it's great to have had the opportunity to have these two months of conversations around what we've been talking about, because it's really given me that anchor that I need to respond to those new questions in my life Mm -hmm. and these new opportunities and also to believe that, yes, actually, I do have something to give to the world and somebody out there can benefit from what I'm, the experiences that I'm bringing and the um, thoughts and beliefs that come around everything we've been talking about. So for me, these two months has really been about that about giving myself the tools that I need to come out victorious at the end of those questions and not just sitting down in a chair crying and saying, okay, my life is over because I'm no longer a full-time mom or my life Mm -hmm. is over because I'm no longer working full-time in the nonprofit or because I'm no longer full-time a principal. You know, no, there's something amazing and exciting for me. I just have to learn how to embrace it with joy and gratitude and belief in myself. And that takes these skills that I'm going to continue doubting myself. This isn't a magic wand, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to continue doubting myself, but I'm going to use these tools to come back and talk to myself and say, hey, don't allow yourself to go down that pathway you know, restructure the way you're thinking. And I'm going to have you to come back to and talk about and share what I'm thinking today. And I'm going to get your insight. And you're going to help me say, no, 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 that's not, you know, the right way to go or the right path where your thoughts are going or even, even just sharing the emotion, right? Let's, let's just feel bad together today. That's okay. Right. So just knowing that we're building that type of a community is exciting to me. And I think another thing that I'm really working on very intentionally is learning to rest in where I am and being okay with that. Learning to rest in being in a position where I'm a lot more vulnerable than I was last year because I am in such a huge transition in my life that necessarily I'm a little bit more uncertain 
about things. And that because of my temperament, uh, because of my personality and my being used to being so in control of everything and everything's planned and everything's structured and I know where I'm going and I know how I'm getting there. Well, that's not quite true right now in my life. I don't know, you know, where all of this is going to end up. But I'm excited to be a part of it. But at the same time, I need to learn to sit down and say, it's okay to be in a place of uncertainty with the certainty that you are going somewhere. Maybe I'm not making any sense, but it's just the two things at the same time. It's okay to not have all the answers as long as you're in a path, right? And that I can rest in that, that I don't have to be restless about having to have all the answers and having to have all the outcomes and benchmarks already set out and written out for me, but that I to rest and that I learn to depend emotionally um, and spiritually from other people that right now are stronger than me and have things to sow into my life. And so that I can say, okay, I'm going to rest here and I'm just going to listen to you. Right. And this is going to be good because I'm going to be able to hold your hand, uh, the hand of your thoughts, of your beliefs, you know, standing in faith with somebody sometimes is about, I have the faith that you can't have. Mm-hmm. I have that strength. And I think these, these last months have been that for me, I need other people that have faith in this project, that have faith in who we are, that have faith in, in, you know, what I have to offer to the world that are there to be sowing into my life. And I even need to be okay with that, that it's not all of it coming from inside me. And I, that's, it's a learning, it's a learning process for me. I've been in very high leadership positions for a long time. And so I'm used to being alone at the top. Yeah. When, when you're in those levels of leadership, many times you're pretty much by yourself and you're making a lot of decisions and, um, it's, it's very lonely there. And I've gotten used to that, of of living in that space of, of, traveling the world by myself and being by myself and trusting myself in, in what I'm doing. And I remember saying in the first episode when we introduced ourselves that I didn't want to do that. And that's why you and I are here together. And so even that was a learning curve, right? Even that was thinking, do I share the project? Do I do not share the project? Should, you know, it was a lot of questioning myself until um, I decided I don't want to do this by myself. I want to build a community that can do this together with me. And so these two months have been about reaffirming that belief that yes, this is how I want to do it. I want to invite people in. I want to have the conversations and the collaborative learning and um, the, the spaces of vulnerability, especially emotional vulnerability. And 
So it's been a packed two months, Carmen. <laughs> it's been packed, and I'm pretty sure it's been the same for you. Yeah, I I mean, it's you know, in our last episode, I mentioned the gap between knowing and doing, and that starting the journey, you know, from knowing to doing, it that's what builds character and substance. And I don't think, you know, either one of us probably knew or could have guessed that we would completely be immersed in experiencing this journey and in, yes. in our own way, in our own season, in our own bodies, in our own mind. Right? You know, we chose the honeybee as the symbol for our new venture because they're so collaborative and interdependent. And, you know, both you and I are, are very independent in, in super different ways. You know, I'm deeply, deeply introverted. Mm -hmm. And so my go-to is isolation. Yeah. That's, that is mm -hmm. not a good thing, but I'm super comfortable there. So I think. You know, like isolation doesn't really do much for your depression and anxiety, um, but I'm just really comfortable there. So that's one of the things that I've been thinking about the most is the power of women coming together in a fully accepting mm. collaborative space across generations. I cannot tell you how much I love learning from younger women. I just love it. They are, I have a Gen Zer and a millennial in my household and they're not women. They're, you know, they're male but I still learn so much from them and I just love it, you know? Um, and I, and I've had time and space to reflect on how much I've learned over the years from my female friends about friendship, number one. Um, but so many other things too, about mothering, about great teaching strategies, um, about self-care, different perspectives and way of looking at things. And I've also had time to think about what an amazing privilege it was to have older women in my life. I think about our, our abuelita, our grandmother that we've mentioned several times, um, our great-grandmother, our um, grandfather's sister, the Ananis, who's just Wow, didn't she have an amazing yes. way of connecting with kids and not just children, everybody. She just was such mm. a person so full of joy and it was contagious. And she was able to, she had this gift of making you feel like you were the number <laughs> one joy producing yes. child yes. in her entire life. <laughs> you know, and she made all of us feel that way. Right. So 
I've just really been thinking about the power, the, the latent potential that there is of women really coming together. And, you know, you're a history buff, Rita, and you know the things that women have been able to accomplish over history when they've decided enough is enough and they come together and they figure out what are we going to do about this, you know? Um, so that's one thing that's really affected me. I've in researching and really learning more about self-care. I've been able to be much more intentional about setting boundaries and taking the time to really take care of myself. Um, and because I've learned to appreciate and celebrate myself more through mm. these conversations, like really value myself um, and know that there are people who depend on me mm-hmm. and um, that I would be, and I am sorely missed when I decide to hibernate and I isolate myself, you know? Um so that's been just a really great part of the journey. And also to just having the space to have to really think about and verbalize certain things, you know, talking about how you have to start very, very deeply with self-acceptance and then self-compassion and then self-love. And why do you need to love yourself? Because as the person that your child is looking to, they learn everything they need to know by overhearing conversations or things we say to ourselves and other people that are not necessarily intended for them and watching the way they live and living in the life that we create. So if I want my child to fully accept and celebrate who they are and talk to themselves compassionately and love themselves so they're a secure and confident person and can appreciate and love and celebrate other people, the the best way to accomplish that is to genuinely be living that out for myself. And so... The conversation has helped me to really slow down and just start eliminating things from my life Um, just to get really just a very specific example that has happened in the course of just two months. As we were learning about the female brain, you know, we learned that the female brain is designed for overthinking and decision making. And weighing out decisions and going back and forth. Both hemispheres of our brain are constantly in communication. And we have this central, you know, cord in between the two hemispheres that's much, much larger than in a male brain so that that information can keep going back and forth. Our prefrontal cortex has, you know, I don't remember exactly how many times more activity all the time than the male brain does. That's the center of decision-making and leadership. And our brain thinks about five times faster than the male brain. And just learning that 
was in a way so liberating for me because I'm an overthinker and I don't know why just knowing that I could let go of feeling guilty mm-hmm. or um frustrated with myself that I'm overthinking, but at the same time, just take a deep breath and say, okay, I'm overthinking mm-hmm. because this is how my brain is designed, but mm-hmm. I'm learning steps to counteract that. Take a deep breath and be mindful. Go to my partner who's able to compartmentalize and say, hey, slow down. Let's just worry about one thing at a time. And I think one of the most um, beautiful things about these conversations about starting this venture together is precisely how different we are from each other. And that has also been uh, a great experience for me in learning how to be quiet and listen to what you have to say about something, because I'm very good at knowing what my point of view is Mm -hmm. on something. And I tend to be like to the point and get it out there and get up and dust yourself off. And, you know, this is my temperament. This is, and also my experiences with work have taken me to these positions of, come on, you know, get yourself together and let's get it done. And just these two months, just sitting here, listening to how you process emotions, how you process information, and you always me back and rear me Mm -hmm. in and say, well, wait a minute, you know, let's not hurt anybody. Um, because my choleric temperament just goes with it, right? And if some people fall on the way, well, you know, sorry, I'll come back and pick you up later. But working together, I think, brings such a balance to what we're trying to accomplish for our audience. And we hope that each of us resonates with diff- different members of our community, but also to give you the freedom to be okay with collaborating with people that are not exactly like you and that process everything exactly like you, which tends to be somewhere where we're comfortable with. We want everybody to agree with us, right? We, and, and be happy with us, but having, and I'm not saying, you know, open disagreements, but different perspectives is such an important part of this collaboration and this process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or even, you know, even if it is an open disagreement, like I've learned to say, wow, I disagree with that right mm-hmm. now, but maybe I won't always, or maybe I will, but you know what? I'm going to think about it some more and I'm going to be open to that different perspective mm-hmm. and I'm going to really explore that. So even, even disagreements are a great thing. You know, and um, and I love it when somebody's able to just say, I don't agree with that, with what you're saying because of this or that, you know, um, when you were talking about how. How great it's been, our conversations have been between the two of us, mm-hmm. I, it really took me to. I've spent some, some more intentional time this past week in our Facebook group, Educate, um, to Elevate. 
and it's very connected to the podcast, that particular group. And I'm looking at the list of people that have joined the group. And of course, many of them are, are people that I know, you know, I've invited them. Some are people that I've been close with for a long time. And some are brand new friends that I haven't even talked face to face yet, but I'm getting to know them and it's Mm -hmm. really exciting. And, um, I can't wait to, for the opportunity to expand our table right now, our podcast, everybody's welcome at the table, but we kind of are only seeing each other at the table. Right. And, and Mm. I'm so excited, um, for our Facebook groups to grow because we have a think tank going on in there. That is just the meaningful conversations. Yeah. You know, social media gets a really bad rap on on some side of things. Like it's just mindless and, you know, and you're just scrolling. And it's such a waste of time, especially people that teach you um, how to be more, you know, proficient in your work and how to be more focused. And the first thing is like, get rid of your social media, get, you know, the reality is we can't get rid of our social media because social media is a big part of society now. And finding ways to use this powerful tool to bring people together and have meaningful conversations is exciting. Um, so yes, definitely I'm looking forward to having some conversations there. And also, Carmen, to close out this series, because we both realize this is a deeper issue, there's more to give on this topic, there's more to learn, and we can go deeper and more practical. I decided to put together a course um, that is also called Elevate Yourself, and it's really tying in all of these conversations we've had the last two months and putting them in a more practical sphere. Carmen and I are sharing in the teaching of that course. She's teaching around her strengths. I'm teaching around my strengths. But I truly believe it's going to be a powerful course for our listeners. We hope that you'll want to join that because it's going to be like, you know, a red bow on top of the gift um, that these conversations have been. And we want to make sure that a lot of those strings are tied uh, to that very practical um, space that we put together for you, our listeners, our community, our followers. So um, that's going to be available for you in January. We're going to be promoting it in our different um, spaces in social media. And hopefully you'll be intrigued enough to jump into that course. I, I loved recording it and putting it together for you. And I'm sure Carmen did too. And so we want to make sure that that you have access to that as soon as possible. And then moving towards what comes next in in our little hive here, um, we really want to start getting deep into how do we put all of these things together into home educating, but making sure that we are not in the mindset that home educating is only about homeschooling. 
Homeschooling is a big part of it. Uh, many, 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 many parents are choosing to homeschool now. The percentage has gone up exponentially. And of course, we want to reach that community. Um, also, it has expanded into different types of populations. It used to be a very, you know, niched space where just certain families are. It's multicultural, different social economic levels different levels of education. Um, and we're finding that in every level, homeschool children are responding very well to uh, preparing for uh, formal, you know, education like college, university, or trade school. And so it, this is the perfect time, like you're saying, to start expanding, you know, our reach in making sure that everybody has a place at the table. Uh, but also, if you're choosing not to homeschool your child and send them to a private school or a public school or a micro school or a different type of school, now you have all kinds of schools, um, you are still a home educator because you are that pivotal person in your child's life that is really tracing the pathway to deep and meaningful learning, no matter where the learning is taking place. So you should understand and accept the fact that you yeah. are a home educator when you have a child, period. There is too much of the educating piece that needs to take place at home and not the school setting. And embracing that responsibility is part of the vision of Home Educator Institute. And so we want to make sure from the beginning that people understand that the vision is broad. And also, you are also a home educator if you are a teacher that has a passion to continue teaching in your setting under your own rules because you don't want to be a part of whatever system you used to be a part of. Um, so you're part of our community as well, because we want to learn from you. Our, the parents that are in our community want to learn from you because your perspective, your experiences, everything that you bring to the table will just enrich what we are all learning about home educating. So Home Educator Institute is about all of those uh, populations. I think when I first started um, getting coaching around how to launch a venture like this one, there was a huge focus. And I'm not saying it's not true, but there was just a huge focus on you need to find your one niche, like your ideal customer, like how old is she and how many children does she have and how much money is she making? And I... I think there's a place for that. Yes, absolutely. You need to understand who you're speaking to. But I just have this rebellious spirit in me that says, well, wait a minute. She can be 30 and she can be 40 and she can be 20 and she can be uh, married and she can be a single mom and she can decide to homeschool or not, you know? And so it was like, I don't know if I want to put so much constraint around Who's invited to this table? And so um, I think you and I just decided everyone's invited to the table, right, Carmen? It's like, 
Yeah, obviously, we want to think about taking good care of our listeners. But also, it's like, if you want to listen and be a part of this conversation, there's a chair for you here. And you're welcome. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And, you know, besides you and I being so different, we do have a lot in common. And I think, you know, being a being a rebel, and being willing, being willing to yes. just jump completely outside of the box yes. is, is one of those things that we have in common, our adventurous spirit and, mm-hmm. um, you know, not fearless in every situation, but in a lot of situations, we're just fearless and, and we're just going for it. And, and it, for me as an adventurous person, this is exciting because we kind of don't know where it's going. And it keeps growing and it's a little bit like now we're just holding onto the reins and seeing, okay, you know, uh, what's going to happen. But I'm encouraged by our listeners. I'm encouraged by who I see joining our um, Facebook group and the contacts that we're making. And you know what? This is super important. Um, I read a quote that said the patriarchy is always about a pyramid shape. But a matriarchy is always a circle with the children in the center. Thanks for joining the conversation. Please comment, like, and share if you're as passionate as us when it comes to elevating and educating children and youth. Want to reach us? Connect on social at Home Educator Institute.